You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hey there. We hope you are growing in faith and confidence about the importance of using your employment rights to put your employer on notice about your right to be treated fairly and respectfully at work. This week, we go back to an employment rights issue which has recently resurfaced seeing a development via the publication of a draft code of practice on fire and rehire procedures. That draft code of practice being out for consultation now until the 18th of April 2023. To understand the importance of this code of practice, cast your mind back to the 17th of March 2022 when P&O Ferries sacked 786 crew members across their entire fleet without proper consultation and then set about hiring cheaper workers to crew its ships. This was called the Great Fire and Rehire Scandal of 2022. What made the matter particularly worse is that the employees were fired via a pre-recorded video, with the employer trying to suggest that the sacked employees were not British workers because their employment was registered outside the UK and all necessary steps had been taken with the relevant countries. Of course, P&O Ferries were wrong about this and the company were held liable for the unfair dismissal claims for all of their sacked workers. Now, as regular listeners to this podcast, you will know that in dismissing its workforce in this way, P&O Ferries broke the law by breaching the employment rights of its workers by failing to follow redundancy procedures which stipulate that when employers are dismissing more than 20 employees, they must, not may, but must follow the five main stages of a redundancy process, which are one, preparation by considering whether redundancy is actually necessary and finalising timescales and documents. Two, selection which includes deciding on the pool of people considered for redundancy, the criteria selection for that pool and the application of objectivity across the selection process. Three is consultation, which must be completed within legal timeframes. Four is writing to employees to inform them about their redundancy and their right of appeal. And five is the redundancy payment process, with a right of workers with more than two years service to receive redundancy payments and to receive a written schedule of how their redundancy pay has been worked out. So P&O Ferries didn't follow any of these employment rights and instead 
decided to pay off all but one of their sacked employees via out-of-court settlements. The final employee refused to accept the settlement at that time and instead went to tribunal, suing p for £76 million. In the end, though, this case also settled at the door of the tribunal and the worker gave his settlement to a seafarer's charity. But the whole sorry mess didn't end there because such was the public outcry about the way the company had behaved and the blatant disregard for the employment rights of its workforce it led to the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy or BEAS for short it led to BEAS in May 2022 finally stating that it intended to bring forward a new statutory code of practice about fire and rehire. And this is the code of practice that has now come out and is out for consultation. So the importance of a statutory code is that such a code is not law, but employers will be expected to follow a full and fair procedure as set out in the draft statutory code by evidencing how they have complied with the code. And if this isn't done, employers will face additional sanctions by an employment tribunal, a bit similar to how the ACAS code of practice on disciplinary and grievance procedures, how that code currently works in employment tribunals. Remembering that That code details the minimum things an employer must do for handling grievance and disciplinary issues in the workplace. So the draft code on fire and rehire sets out employers' responsibilities when seeking to change your terms and conditions if there is a prospect of you being dismissed and or re-engaged or someone else re-engaged in your place. It requires employers to consult with you and explore alternative options without using the threat of dismissal to pressure you into agreeing new terms and conditions. In launching the statutory code of practice, the government said that the consultation process is an opportunity for all interested individuals and groups to review the draft code consider its provisions and provide views on it. So what are the key aspects of the code that we need to look out for? Well, we've looked at the code and what we can see is that the code will only apply where employers are dismissing employees with the intention of replacing them with new staff on different terms and conditions. Employers will also be expected to consult with relevant bodies, such as recognised trade unions or elected employee representatives, or even with individual employees, if or where this is appropriate. Employers will also have to consider allowing employees to elect representatives if your workplace doesn't have an existing body who can consult with the employer. 
employers will have to engage with you in good faith and that's important. Employers must engage in good faith and with a view to resolving disputes as openly and collaboratively as possible. The code expects employers to revisit proposals if employees are not prepared to agree to propose contractual changes because they need to decide whether the changes are necessary or whether there are alternative ways of achieving the employer's objectives. Also, employers must share as much information with employees about the proposals for change in terms and conditions. And they must share as much information as is reasonably possible and as early as possible in the process, because this will help employees to understand the need for the changes and then allow employees to make counter proposals. The code also expects employers to be honest and transparent about the fact that dismissal and re-engagement may follow if agreement cannot be reached. But, and this is important, employers must not threaten dismissal as a negotiating tactic if the employer is not in fact considering dismissal as a way to achieve its objectives. Employers must also consult for as long as possible in the circumstances and reassess the business case for changes before deciding to dismiss and re-engage employees. Employers must also give as much notice of dismissal and re-engagement as possible with contractual notice as a minimum. And that means if you are somebody who's entitled to a week's notice or a month's notice or three months notice, there's an expectation that you should get that much notice of dismissal and re-engagement possibilities. And finally, where terms are agreed, employers must engage employees as soon as possible to preserve continuity of employment. So the key point here is that when this code comes online, employers must, not may, but must comply with all their duties in relation to your redundancy rights. Because remember, this is a fire and rehire process. And they must also at the same time comply with all of the duties that will be contained in this fire and rehire code of practice. And the implications for not considering the fire and rehire code of practice could see tribunals able to increase any compensation to affected workers by up to 25%. The Business Secretary Grant Shapps said the government has been clear that threats of dismissal and re-engagement should not be used as a negotiation tactic. Dismissal and re-engagement should only be considered as an absolute last resort. We expect all employers to engage meaningfully with their workforces and representatives whilst considering all available options.
The concerns about fire and rehire policies are especially significant at this time as employers try to cut costs, with some employers believing they can do this by having complete disregard for your employment rights. We've already seen it and we produced an earlier podcast episode where we identified a number of employers who were already doing this. With the new fire and rehire code of practice, the government will put in place a duty on all employers to ensure their employees are treated fairly when facing fire and rehire situations. And that's it for this week. We believe the code will be a game changer if it contains all the expectations we've mentioned because the code will introduce an evidence-based requirement for employers to treat you fairly. And we can't be against that. That said, we are particularly interested in seeing how the code works where redundancy is not an issue and also how the code works where an employer decides to threaten one worker with reduced terms and conditions or face dismissal. It's well known that individual workers feel less powerful at work when faced with these kinds of situations. We want to see if the code will protect workers in that kind of situation, so you can bet we will be adding this issue to the list of other issues we will be following throughout the year. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode of the podcast. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work, or any other employment rights concern that you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us to grow the visibility of this podcast by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues, and also by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our casts. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.